Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to another live edition of the Don Miller Show where we listen, laugh, and learn, and laugh, and learn some more. I don't we- know why that was making me happy when you said welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't know. I just immediately get a smile on my face like, when your church going to be good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Welcome to all of our listeners all over the country. We got listeners in California that email us all Nebraska. the time. And Nebraska and Georgia. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us in this lively art of conversation. Give us a call. 321-339-1055. I don't know how long, how many times I have to say it before. I rememberize it, but it is three two one three three nine one zero five five. You can call us, you can text us at that number, or you can download the app and leave us an open mic. We love your open mics; they are sometimes absolutely hilarious. But remember, it's thirty seconds, so you can leave us a thirty second open mic and you join us in the conversation that way. It doesn't matter how you do it; just join us. Thank you again, everybody. Of course, if you live in Florida where we broadcast from uh, here on Florida Man, uh, you you have to have known um, that there was a shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County, uh, just the other day, Saturday afternoon. A uh, young gunman uh, goes into a family dollar store uh, deep in the hood, very urban community, uh, blocks away from the oldest black college uh, in the state of Florida, Edward Waters University, uh, goes into, allegedly the authorities are saying that the gunman, uh, I'm not going to mention this POS's name, he's not worth that, uh, but the gunman goes on the campus of Edward Waters University uh, carrying a uh, AK-style weapon and a handgun, and uh, allegedly he flees the campus after seeing the campus police and goes across the street to a family dollar where he kills three people in the store uh, and then kills himself. Uh, the authorities are saying that this shooting was 100% racially motivated. Uh, he left a couple of or maybe three manifestos uh, talking about his hatred for black people. Uh, his mom, he called his dad from what we're learning here and told his dad to go and read what he left on the computer. His dad finds out the manifesto immediately context the Clay County authorities where this POS is from uh, who uh, tries to en- engage the Jacksonville Police Department, Sheriff's Department uh, and about nine the first 911 call went out at about 109 uh, where the first victim was fatally shot at the family dollar. So uh, this is big news in the country of course uh, because I think that the, the tag as a racially motivated crime. Now, I'm not denying it any way that this is probably a POS who uh, just probably absolutely hated black people. And he goes into this community. Authorities are investigating this. Uh, they have gone to the home of this this dude. And from what I understand, they've collected as much as they could collect at the home. Their uh, Clay County Sheriff's Department is currently sitting at the home uh, of this guy and trying to get more information you know, but I want to talk real quickly about this. We're going to be joined by our guests in a little while. Uh, but I want to talk about this. You know, recently, D'Amico and Holly, I don't know if you guys remember. Holly, you may have been there. And we were recently talking to some people. And I said that in this political climate, um, I know Quetta Jean Johnson and several other friends of mine uh, know that I've said this 
recently, uh, that there's going to be a, a racial situation that happens in America before the election cycle. And it is going to be a white person uh, engaging deadly with black people. And, it, and we continue, we see this only at kind of certain times, you know, I think. And my concern is, uh, I, I watched the news this morning, uh, the sheriff, T.K. Waters from Jacksonville, was on uh, one of the networks. And I watched the, the, the network analyst or the, or the, the, the reporter or the, the anchor attempting to drag the sheriff, and, and kudos to the sheriff who didn't bite, uh, into a conversation about guns, uh, into a conversation about race. Uh, we all know what happened if these manifestos are, are, are I would love to, I, I would like to see the manifestos released, Holly, uh, so yeah. that we could see what he said. Uh, but but I, I kudos to the sheriff who stood down on it. And because this is going to be, here we go about guns one more time. Uh, and I just have a position on this situation. I shouted out uh, Governor DeSantis some time ago when the Florida legislature uh, moved in allowing people to carry uh, their weapon on them, okay? And people were like, oh, that's going to be a problem in the hood. Uh, it's going to be a problem in the black community, and all these ignorant-ass activists, alleged activists, uh, came forth. Oh, we don't need that. That's going to be a problem in the hood. Well, guess what? If somebody in that store would have had a gun in their pocket or holstered and fired back at this POS, it could have changed the whole dynamic, Right. And here we go again, as opposed to saying, look, if you have the ability to carry and you get some training, you should be allowed to do so. I, you know, I'm going to the, I'm, I'm going to take this conversation to a place where I'm, I'm sure not a lot of people are going to take it. If one person, Holly, would have been in there with a gun and had the ability to fire back at this cat, these guys are cowards. Okay, they're cowards, right? Coward. This guy's a coward, right? And he had hate in his heart. And this is not going to be the last time we see a hateful coward engage in this type of situation. But hopefully in the next situation, somebody has the ability to grab their weapon and fire back. Listen, I'm telling you, listen, this, this, I know we don't want to hear it, right? Especially in our community. We got these people in our community saying, you know, these, any gun law is going to affect the black community negative. You don't ever have to have a gun law, and there's going to be shootings in the black community. It ain't changed. not going to change. But uh, there was not even a thug in that, in that store with a pistol, right? Holly, how many people we know carry? Well, most people I know carry. Right. Most people. Right? And the thing about it in the, in the, the urban community, uh, it's they're going to have a gun anyways. I right. mean, a, a lot of times they're going to, whether it's registered or not, or whether it's uh, licensed or whatever, yeah, and all of that, they're going to have it. So uh, having a gun to me is is uh, is good for protection uh, when in the right hands. Uh, but the fact that he had a, what was it, AR-15? Or AK, AR, AK, uh, yeah, AK, sometimes yeah, big AK, weapon, right? Yeah, and uh, that type of t that that that's what's odd to me is that when you have those type of guns, they're not used for hunting. They're not really used for uh, just protection. They're used to kill a lot of people. I mean, that's what the that's what that gun was basically designed for for war to go out and shoot people. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if that's what you're carrying around, kind of tell me right away 
that you're not carrying that to go hunting this weekend. Remember back in the day when they used to have the trucks with the, the gun rack they in the They still do. In, in many back? places you travel yeah. in this country, it's like people got gun racks in their yeah. window. You go to Mississippi, Texas, Alabama. Absolutely. But they're usually guns to shoot animals I, I, to I go agree. hunting. I agree. You know, you don't see somebody riding around with it. Because if you ride around with that in your in the window of your car now, they'll bust your window out and steal your gun. But but something was said this morning when watching the, the sheriff of Jacksonville, T.K. Waters, when he said they're trying to figure out, okay, why this guy didn't open fire on the campus of Edward Waters University. Right. And with, with, with the type of firearms he had, he could have done significant damage. These fools, didn't. fools like this, Holly, yeah. they like volume, right? If I'm gonna, They want to go out with volume, right? And so... When the sheriff said that, it hit me like, okay, he left the campus, and they're like, well, the campus police. Look, I've been on that campus a hundred times. Those campus police are, are you kidding me? Okay, I just want to get a better understanding. But it goes back to permitless carry. July 1st, Florida came with permitless carry law. And the giant pushback as it relates to permitless carry was from urban communities. And now do you understand how important it is, and that permitless carry is not the enemy of the urban community. Hey, we got a phone call. Let's head over to the phone lines. Good morning. You're on the Don Miller Show. Good morning. You're on the Don Miller Show. Hey, man. Look, the uh, the permitless carry, it helps everybody. Hey, can you turn your phone down, my friend? Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Go My ahead. Radio's down. Okay, now you say permitless carry helps everybody, right? Well, it helps everyone. I totally agree with you. Okay. And and this is some more false flag stuff. I mean, the guy probably was a racist, but it, it's it's false flags, man. All right, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Again, again, permitless carry. I don't see a downside to permitless carry. Okay, I just believe that you have to be trained. If you're going to care, I, I think that's the biggest concern. Don. Mm-hmm. I, when when you say permitless mm-hmm. in my mind, it translates to me as someone untrained with a gun. Mm-hmm. And it, I think if the language was different or if there was uh, some kind of regulation to make sure that if you're carrying a gun that you are trained, what, I don't know what you want to call it, um, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I think that's the biggest fear is having people running around with guns who aren't trained to properly use them, store them, you know, all of that. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah and the challenge in this legislative action uh, was it, no mandatory training. You, you follow me? Mm-hmm. Uh, background checks. None of that, and and I think that, 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 oftentimes that that's what threw people off. Uh, absolutely. Well, well, whenever absolutely. you whenever you say training, you have to be properly trained. It sounds like it that that brings in mon- money that someone has to pay to get trained. Mm-hmm. When really, like Demika's always saying, you know, but her being from the country and things, she probably knew a zillion people that granddaddy and daddy taught them how to use their gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't there no was go- no, no problem. Yeah, but I'm saying there's no. No proper, no, well, not proper, no uh, formal training. Formal training, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but these guys could probably use a gun much better than most people, Absolutely. because their parents and grandparents have taught them how to use guns. So, again, when you're we not, we live in a different generation. We don't live in that kind of uh, generation where that's honorable or respectable. These kids today, 
They don't. They don't even listen to their parents. Yeah, but they're see, not gonna, they're, well, see, that's a whole other story. They don't get basic <laughs> home training. That, that's a so whole, you think we, now all of a sudden they're gonna get trained on how to use? So, a, 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 but what my point is this: if they're they're not listening to their parents. They're not going to go get a trainer. <laughs> right. You're learning to use right. guns. But if it's mandatory, though, mm, but the fact that it's not mandatory. If you mandatory, don't listen to your mama, right, right. Man, you ain't going to listen to somebody telling me it's mandatory. That could have been mandatory. That could have been mandatory. That's why hood people, right? a lot of hood people carry guns and don't okay. have that permits been, or anything. There could have easily been mandatory on this, but it wouldn't have made a difference. It wouldn't have made a difference. I don't think it would have. I'd like to know more about the, you know, the, about the kid that did it or okay. whatever. And that's where I'm going with this. Let me just say this, right? Here's a guy, you telling me that his parents didn't know he had these guns and didn't know he had a problem. His, his you learn, huh? You learn to be prejudiced. Okay. You learn that. It's not a, you see babies all the time. They have no problem with being with each other until yeah. they're taught to be like, oh, he's black or he's white or he's Asian or he's whatever. It's a taught, it's yeah. a, it's a taught thing. You don't think it's taught? Yeah. No, so I'm if not, everybody was not, blind, no, no, no. you think they would it's still not, be? It's not that I'm disagreeing with behaviors being taught. I just, I just take issue that we have to call it. it he's evil. In I, I order to kill people like that, it's just pure evil. And evil can come in any skin color. It can come at any age. It can even be your kinfolk. So I, it's hard for me to believe that his parents have been around him all of this time. People have been around him all of this time and not seen this evil disturbance in his okay, mindset. One of, one of the questions that's being asked out here in the conversation about this fool is that 15, at 15 years old, he was Baker acted. So people are saying, well, how did that he That was a domestic disturbance with his sibling. Okay, how did he purchase a gun legally with a Baker Act? Well, if his Baker Act, depending on what the, what the Baker Act looked like, then it probably didn't even show up when he went to purchase a gun. Yeah, and if he was underage, then there wouldn't be and, no and reference. And he also was yeah, a juvenile. It, yeah, so Let, you, let's, let's head back that. to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? I heard your question. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing real good. How you doing today? Good, man. How'd that meet you? How'd that meet Jason? You out? Man, you the man. Dad. I appreciate you so much. Joining us real quick right here is our good friend, Jonathan Morris. Oh, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, man, tell me what you saw yes, in Jackson. Man. What did you see? Hang on, one I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened to my phone. Hang on, let me call you. Hang on, one uh, second. Don't don't like, like, don't like, don't like, don't I'll be right back. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you, Jonathan. Go ahead. Hey, okay, real real quick. I'm up in Fort Walton uh, making deliveries, and uh, we got such a great customer base. This, what you're talking about right now is exactly what we talked about on Saturday. That they're, they're taking away, Joe Biden, they were taking away all the training, and they're defunding schools and community programs that teach young people about, you know, archery and firearms. Absolutely. And the proper way to, to handle weapons mm -hmm. and, and the environment. No, no. I remember growing up, there were after-school programs in many cities that taught young people this kind of stuff. But all of that, it went way before Joe Biden. That went away a long time ago, which I took issue with then. But when you see something... That's my... I'm so sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, when you see something like this, as a, as a country boy, right, as a hunter, Jonathan, and as a parent, yeah. as a parent more importantly, right... What, do you believe that there were some signs in this household that this fool had the ability, had the, would, could do something like this? 
Yeah, hey, I don't know what's going on with that girl phone. Hey, Jonathan, hang up and call us back. Drop him, drop him, he'll call us back. Because this going back to me, right? Everybody I saw that was interviewed that lived in that neighborhood talk about, oh, he's a nice family, yada, 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 right? There's no way. Listen, if you're 21, and even if you live in my house at 21, I'm going to know what you have in your room. At 21, it's my house. I want to know what you bring in my house. I want, you You follow me? Absolutely. And they definitely had to know, right? They had to know that this young fool was, something was going on. See, this is called self-reporting, guys. Uh, let's take some open mics real quick. Holly, you're wrong. An AR is not a weapon for a, the fight in a war. It's not an automatic weapon. It doesn't fire three-round bursts. So you people that keep saying ARs are deadly, yeah, they are. Any weapon's deadly. But that is not a weapon of war. You sound like a goddamn Democrat. Okay, let's take the next one. Hey, guys, great show. Uh, so this case doesn't matter if uh, the person is trained or not. They have to go out and shoot people. Okay, let's take the next one. Hey, I disagree. Behaviors aren't necessarily taught in every instance. Mm -hmm. In a lot of instances, they're learned uh, through experience and stuff like that. Not saying that was the case in this case, but you can't say that, oh, you know, every every person out there is a racist because somebody taught them to be a racist. Okay, now now let, let me just say this, right? Okay, it's, it's not taught, but it's learned. Let me just say this, right? You need to th no, think no. about that more critically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let, let me just I say thought this, I was right? the only one that caught that. Like, <laughs> we all caught it. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. This is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, how you doing, man? Our ability to hey, Jonathan. <laughs> now, what's your point, Jonathan? Jonathan, can you turn the TV down or wherever you at in the car? He's he in the car. He's making deliveries. <laughs> Bad connection. First of all, he's somewhere on I ten. He's on I ten. Jonathan. You your phone's breaking up really okay. bad. All right, Jonathan, somewhere on I ten, calling <laughs> us from I ten, making deliveries. He, he got a whole cow in the truck, <laughs> taking it's a cow fresh. to somebody in Fort Worth Beach. Okay, uh, Jonathan, when you get to a better area, please call us back. We want to hear your thoughts. Jonathan, if you're in trouble, blink twice. Uh, <laughs> I just want to go back to this conversation because when you look at this, right? Mm -hmm. There was I'm. You cannot tell me that there were no signs. In this household environment, that this kid was, this disturbed. Kid was disturbed, right? Yeah, I want to know what he was Baker Act for. I mean, what the full they say it was domestic, was. right? It, yeah. It, well, and but I mean, did he swing on somebody? Or did he pull a knife on somebody? They, or in in the in the press conference, they didn't go into details about what the domestic disturbance was about. It just said it was a domestic disturbance against his sibling. So there was a fight in the house. With his sibling. Wow. Well, if you have a and fight that bad with your called. sibling, that that tells you something right there. To the right extent there. that the police is called, yeah. then, I mean, well, that's... Brother, I'll tell you what happened. You fighting a sibling at 15 and your parents call the police, that tell me something about the parents. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, the whole, uh, whole so situation. Somebody going to get the choked out. The whole situation. Yeah. yeah. Somebody gets choked out, right? Mm -hmm. and, and my concern is, you know, uh, let's have real conversations about mental illness. Yeah. Okay, because this, 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 look, I don't 
understand what I saw this weekend at all because, mm-hmm. you know, you telling me that this kid traveled 45 minutes to the hood because this is deep in the hood. I'm telling you right now, I go to Jacksonville all the time, been on that campus a hundred times, a uh, good friend in the show, Jimmy Jenkins, former president mm-hmm. of uh, Edward Wars University, uh, was just a great friend of ours. That is a great school. A lot of young people don't have the opportunity get a chance to go to college at Edward Waters University. Historically, they've done so. So he leaves the campus with the ability to create carnage on the campus and goes across the street to a family dollar where he shoots three people, shoots and kills three innocent people, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't understand how he was able to move so silently without anybody noticing from his home Go ahead. I was going to ask you that, Don. Yeah. How far was the uh, was the family dollar from the school? Because if they saw him walking around they, the campus at school, it must have been close proximity. Uh, it had it's, to be. It's a block, block and it a half. Had to be. Yeah, I it's mean, close but where was? There was no radios, no phone. Nobody called and said, "Hey, it's a dude walking around with a, a machine gun uh, through which, campus." Which goes back to a conversation that I've had about security on these HBCU campuses, University of Central Florida. Uh, has the largest, one of the largest four, three or four police departments in Central Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And they are directly connected to the Sheriff's Department mm-hmm. by radio. Mm-hmm. Many of these HBCU campuses, okay, many of these campuses have to call 911. Their security is not connected to the, to the uh, law enforcement. Right. Which is why DeSantis in his press conference mentioned security for HBCUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he said they were going to give them a million dollars for, yeah. for added uh, security, security now. Because yeah. my concern is copycats. My concern, two things. That's my concern always, yeah. is copycats and retaliation by people in the black community, right? And then you got a real problem on your hands. But to, for for the fact that uh, that campus had to probably call nine one one just like anybody else because they're not probably connected to JSO. We're going to find out. Our guest is coming up, and I'm going to ask that question because the former the former president of that school was the first black sheriff in Jacksonville in Duval County. And I'm just concerned as the type of coverage many of these campuses have, and the and the and the the governor showed up and spoke there the other day. I want to play a clip from that, but we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by our guests, hopefully, and we'll continue this conversation. Stay with us. Having low income can mean making tough choices. Choosing between paying for food or medication or a place to live is a reality for many people. Do you know someone who could use some extra help? Find out about the Supplemental Security Income Program, SSI, administered by Social Security. You could receive monthly SSI payments if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. SSI is money you can use to help pay for basic needs, like putting food on the table, keeping the lights on, paying the rent. It can mean new shoes for growing feet or help with medical needs. Call 1-800-772-1213 or visit ssa.gov SSI to schedule an appointment or start to apply today. That's ssa.gov SSI. This message produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. 
everyone. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show, where we listen, laugh, and learn. Give us a call. We want your participation in this conversation. 321-339-1055. Or you can leave us a 30-second open mic to join in this really, I don't know what to describe this conversation today. Sad. It's a sad day. Uh, it is truly a sad day. Thank you so much, Demika Page. You know when I when I was watching the breaking news and texting my friends up in Jacksonville who were distraught, and I have a lot of them there. Holly and I spent a lot of time in Jacksonville over the years. Uh, this was just it was just one of those situations, especially knowing that area of town. That it was just kind of it really just kind of threw my day off. Uh, but listen, we got a guest coming on right now. Uh, he has spent his entire career uh, in law enforcement in Jacksonville. He is the analyst for Jack's News Channel 4 uh, and a former candidate for sheriff. He is a guy who has been on those streets, has worked that area, uh, uh, worked his way through the ranks in the Jacksonville Sheriff's Department. He is one of the people I would call just to get a better understanding just on a regular day of what's happening in Jack's. Uh, my good friend, Ken Jefferson. Hey, Ken, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Doc. I don't know if you can hear me. I've got something else going on here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you, but I'm hearing over. Can you turn your, can you, is it the phone? I'm on the phone, yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we yes, yeah, the background okay, great, noise is great. gone. Okay, yeah. so hey, Ken, so you're there. You uh, were on those streets for for many, many years uh, as a, as a as a sheriff's deputy and a, a, a instructor, uh, as a ranking official in that department. Ken, what did you see Saturday when you got that news? Let me just say this: you know, we have a. Hey, we're having a little uh, we're having a little technical difficulty on that. Uh, can you your can, can, can you turn can, down any anything that's on behind you? Hey, kid, any television? Yeah. Can you turn down anything? Any background you got? Because yeah, we're getting feedback. We're from getting here. a lot of feedback. If I hang up, hang up and call us back. That's yeah, great, right? Yeah. Again, again, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, it might be. Yeah, it might be the phone lines or something or, or whatever. But just give us a yeah. minute. We're going to get it taken <laughs> care of. Um, again, we are talking about uh, the tragedy in Jacksonville, where three people were killed uh, this weekend at a family dollar uh, in the urban, deep in the urban community. This is deep. This ain't like the outskirts. This is deep in the urban community uh, near uh, Edward Waters University. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to this family. Now the uh, federal government is coming in and they're saying, okay, we're going to send the Department of Justice. Uh, This is a hate crime. But, Holly, you said something a few minutes ago uh, uh, regarding this type. You said, okay, they're doing a thorough investigation. Mm -hmm. And what were you saying? Uh, I I really wish I could remember that, Don. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which which statement were you talking okay. about but, i mean because i don't, again don on this i don't understand uh first of all i hate that when whenever we say racist right you know i mean this kid may have had some issues and things like that but i guess they did find the, manif- the, the manifesto, manifesto right. where he said hey this is a basically suicide note uh-huh. uh and i have to this may sound kind of morbid but i i don't really think of him as being a coward because i'm like if you kill yourself you're pretty brave to kill yourself right right but he mm. something about him is just something was really really wrong for him to want to do that to someone else and then do that to himself uh we got the we got the guest back 
Yeah, we got him back. Uh, hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. Yes, sir. Are you there? I'm here. Great. Yeah. Also, we hear you very well. Joining us, Ken Jefferson, who is a longtime uh, sheriff's department uh, on-the-ground guy. He was a on-the-ground guy. He's loved in that community. Uh, he's been an analyst for Channel 4 in Jacksonville for many years. Ken, my question to you was, this weekend, when you, when you got the call that this was uh, going on, what were your thoughts? Well, personally, it shook me because, mm-hmm. you know, we see this sort of thing happening all over. Uh, our United States, and you never think about, okay, it, it, it could happen here or will happen here. And not since uh, uh, the, uh, 19, I want to say 1998, uh, since we had a mass shooting from the first mass shooting that I can recall, the GMAC killing, uh, where nine people were shot and killed. Then we, five years ago, we had a mass shooting where it happened at the Jacksonville Landing, mm-hmm. where uh, four people were killed. At, at the game, at the got, gaming event, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. On the same day. On the same day. The exact, the exact same day is what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anniversary of that particular uh, shooting. Um, this guy obviously uh, was full of hate. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't explain it any 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 better than that. Simply because he purchased weapons legally, he had no criminal history whatsoever. Back in 2017, he was Baker Acted, but you know under the Baker Act rules, the law, uh, they held him for 72 hours and he was released. Uh, um, so there was no red flag that was going up uh, to indicate that he had all this in his heart. You know. It, you can legally purchase a weapon, not uh, a person can legally purchase a weapon. You don't know what their intentions are. Mm-hmm. You never know what their intentions are, especially when they have a clean background such as this guy had. But he was just full of hate, and based on his manifesto, he just wanted to kill black people. You, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm watching the national curve in the media uh, talking about red flags. There's, a, how, there's no red flag on this. You can't look into anybody's heart, Right. And everything, go ahead. Absolutely. And there's nothing that law enforcement could have done uh, proactively to prevent this from happening. Everything he did was legal until he took the gun out and started killing people. Go ahead. You know, I I, I mean, I agree um, that there was nothing that could have been done legally. Uh, At that point, it's out of law enforcement hands. But for me, it's, it's what I believe could have been noticed or the red facts would have been in the home. Um, and I, I personally think that we need more responsibility from parents um, when they see that their their kids are, are out of order or disturbed mentally and they're not getting any help for them and they're allowing them to victimize the rest of the community because they're, uh, they're not fulfilling their responsibility as parents. You know, I agree to a certain extent. Uh, This guy was 21 years old, so clearly not a kid, Uh, clearly not necessarily under the care, custody, and control of his parents. Uh, You know, we can do the three T's with our children, teach them, train them, and trust them. Uh, Beyond that, what can you do? Mm -hmm. Uh, It does start at home, but it starts at an early age uh, when you're nurturing that child and when you're you're, you're trying to steer them in, in, in the right way. So... Uh, uh, I agree that the parents have a responsibility when their children are young and coming up. Uh, but when they become adults, 
you don't really know what they're going to do or how they're going to act or react to certain situations. You, you know, it's interesting, Ken. You are a, a a decorated police officer, and thank you for your service, man. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how they're trying, the, the national conversation is trying to spin this into the uh, permitless carry conversation, and your thoughts on that. Yeah, um, here in Florida, the governor has uh, signed legislation that, you know, as you know, uh, you can just go buy a gun. You don't need a permit. You don't need to have it registered or anything of that nature. As a former law enforcement officer, I do not like that particular law uh, simply because uh, that means that basically anybody can carry a weapon. We don't have open carry here, but anybody can purchase and carry a weapon uh, without responsibility or, or, or accountability, so to speak, until you know something happens with it. Uh, I, I'm not I'm I'm not a, a fan favorite of that permit to carry law because to me it takes away accountability. I have a question for you on this, and it's just uh, would, you can just give me whatever answer you need. But with a gun being registered, how does that really help the police? I mean, in a in a crime, uh, how does that other than I mean, after the crime has been committed, what, what does it? How does it? How does that help? That's a good question. It doesn't prevent crimes from happening, but what it does is shows you who bought the gun, who is it registered to in the event that it's stolen and used in a crime. Police can use that as evidence to trace it back, uh, all the way back to uh, the person or the dealer who sold it. So it has some value. It does not prevent like a footprint. anything from happening. Yeah. Well, and the reason I'm, the reason I was asking that, sir, was that. I, I know that it helps after the gun has been fired, after the bullet has, they can look at the bullet, look at the, the right. barrel of the gun and, and say, hey, this bullet came out of this barrel. But if they don't fire the gun before they get it registered, because I think that should be part of maybe registration that once you buy the gun, they fire a gun and then they hold a bullet or they, they say, hey, this is what the, this is what the gun. Ballistics. The, the, the ballistics. Yes. Right. This is the ballistics of the gun. I think that that would work better than just saying just register a gun because most guns that are used in crimes are usually stolen. They're usually their stolen guns. No one's just taking their registered gun to go have a commit, you know, just regular crimes daily or whatever. They're not going to register that gun. But that's just something that I just had a question about to wonder if it's a way for it to help prior to them committing a crime. Okay, Ken, let me ask you yeah. this. Let, let me ask you this question, Ken. Uh, you know, uh, the former president of Edward Waters College was uh, your boss at the sheriff's department, Nat, Nat, Nat Glover. And I want to spend a few minutes because when you see stuff like this and the fact that this this dude went to a uh, HBCU, historically black college university campus, she shows up on this campus first and it could have been a really terrible situation on that campus had he decided to fire those weapons on that campus. Right. Can we can we talk as parents who sent our children to these colleges about campus security? Absolutely. And, you know, I really believe that had he not been noticed by the security officer at that college, he would have tried to wreak havoc there at uh, Edward Waters University. Mm -hmm. uh, but he caught a glimpse of a security officer while he was putting on a bulletproof vest, and he left that campus and went right down the street to the Dollar General uh, shortly after he put the vest on. But when, when parents are taking their kids away to college, they've got to indoctrinate them before they get to college. 
about being cognizant of things that look out of out of whack, out of out of, out of order. Uh, students, fellow students, or peers that's acting strange, that's talking strange, that's doing strange things. You know, you have to be cognizant totally of your surroundings uh, at all times. Mm-hmm. But particularly with these mass shooters now trying to make a name for themselves and and killing as many people as they can in a in a heavily populated area. Parents need to constantly have that conversation with their, with their children before they let them off, off to college. Yeah. And, and, and it, you can't wait till they get to college to have that conversation with them. you got to start while they're in high school, even middle school, having a conversation if they're planning to go off to college because these things are happening. You know, you've got a lot of copycat people. So right now, after this thing is happening here in Jacksonville, we've got to be aware that somebody may be taking notes and, and trying to uh, better do a better job of killing more people. That's, that's, that's no, 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 no. You, you are 100% right, and, and that is a concern of mine, uh, not just Jacksonville. You look across this state at many of these campuses. I, I just want to ask you a question. You may know, uh, but and you may not, but I just want to ask, does the, does the campus at Edward Waters University, are they connected by radio to the sheriff's department? Actually, they have a criminal justice department, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 uh, there. Not that that helps anything with with that, but uh, Edward Waters University is a stop station mm-hmm. for officers. Yeah, I know. Are. I know they have a. I know they have a. Yeah, I know they have that on the campus, right? Yeah. So officers are there in and out all the time, twenty four seven. Okay. Uh, you know, writing reports, uh, taking a, a, a restroom break or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're there intermingling with the students, with the with faculty, with the security people all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank God that nothing happened there on campus that day. Even if they were there, if they weren't in that spot where he started shooting, it still would not have mitigated uh, the loss of lives. Absolutely. More than likely. I totally agree with you. And and I, I just, I got to keep, keep telling myself, this is about hate, not guns. And and I think after, we got to be careful with the gun conversation. This is about hate. Yeah, can I ask y'all a quick question on this too? Is uh, was he a gamer? Was he a kid that played like video games and things like that? And when I say that, I mean like the, the shooting games and, yeah, and things. I, that, I didn't was, hear anything that mentioned it. Did you hear anything? No, though? but I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, something about something about this sounds like uh the kid that went up in was it New York or whatever and went to the store and started shooting people there or whatever it was. Uh, but it sounds similar to those video games where you you go in and you prepare and then you go in and you shoot people and and things. I'm just, I'm just but, wondering, you know, if that had anything to possibly do with it because they they jump on guns quick, but they never jump on gaming. Mm. Yeah, and those those are fair points. Um, uh, we haven't heard anything, or the investigation hadn't revealed anything like that. Of course, it's still an ongoing investigation to try to dig up as much information as they possibly can, so that it can be mitigated in the future proactive. Proactively, let me just say something about gaming. When I was uh, before I retired as a law enforcement officer, I would see these games coming out, uh, and then I, I saw a game that just baffled me called Grand Theft Auto, mm-hmm. where stealing cars and shooting at the police, running from the police. I could not imagine anybody being able to sell something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's reality. That's exactly what it is. Then you look at the the the, the, the cool games such as uh, Madden and mm-hmm. uh, uh, things like that. The kids like to do with sports. 
some some of the plays on the NFL film uh, field comes from these games. Absolutely. My point with that is this: Grand Theft Auto influence, in my opinion, influence people mm-hmm. to do certain things that uh, uh, illegally, where they think they they can get away with it. They think it's a game. You, you, because they mimic what they see on the absolutely can 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 you are 100 percent right and i talked about this on the air some time ago Demika, as you recall in an in an environment of cancel culture where you canceled uncle ben's and aunt jamama and all this nonsense there's aunt been jamama no, no absolutely <laughs> no i'm making jokes okay, you uh, said aunt we always say aunt jamama but but there's there's been no legislation in america to go after games like gto be GTA because you go watch GTA where you, the guy steals a car and kills a guy and you get points for all of this. Shoots yep, at the cops, run over the prostitute, and it, all of that good and stuff. And there has been everything. no legislation about shutting this down. And I can tell you one hundred percent, there are children playing these games that are getting this in their head. It's got programming, and it makes them yeah, desensitized absolutely. to human life. That's a heck of a point. They take it. They, they take a real gun and think that it's a game when they fire it because they've been influenced um, a lot by that. And and the culture that we're living in now, you know, I you know I'm 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 not a 20 year old kid anymore, and I made the mistake of uh, accidentally bumping into a young person uh, not long ago, and they turned around and looked at me like like he wanted to swing, like I did something wrong. I said, "Excuse me, I'm sorry. I didn't see you." Uh, he didn't know you had that thing on you, though. <laughs> he didn't know you had that thing on you, I guarantee you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. They don't want none of that heat. <laughs> they don't want that heat. Uh, Ken, yeah. Ken, you know, you know, I really, I'm so glad you you, 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 you uh, gave us your time today. But yeah. before we let you go, I just want to say you said something so important. And I have been accused of being uh, paranoid. And I contend that I'm a little over vigilant and I want people to understand that in the time we're living, it is very important that you are vigilant and watch your surroundings. Can you spend a few minutes on that? Because I've heard you talk about that a lot on the air. Yeah. So there's no such thing as over vigilant. So let's 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 put that out there. Now, that's 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 akin to friendly fire. Mm-hmm. There's no fire that's friendly. Mm-hmm. So anybody tell you this friendly fire, there's no fire that's friendly because it'll kill you. Uh, but you always have to be con- uh, conscious of your surroundings. You can't be over suspicious of anything. That's what law enforcement is for. Call them if you if you suspect anything. Call them. Uh, other people call them all the time mm-hmm. for privilege. What 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 <laughs> would be considered? frivolous thing, mm-hmm. but they call them. They utilize law enforcement for, for, for those matters. So, you know, you see anything that's out of the ordinary or in your mind that's out of the ordinary, call them, call law enforcement. Call the police. Be prepared to defend yourself if you if you uh, become in a confrontation. But before you uh, be prepared to defend yourself, be prepared to try to get out of that situation the best way you can. And then but- if you have to defend yourself, then you have the right to do that. But you have to, especially in these days, you have to be familiar with your surroundings and parking lots and banks and stores, even in churches. You just got to be, as I'll use your word, but it's, 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 you don't have, there's no such thing, over vigilant. But know. Ken, let me. Let, that, 
let me ask you a question. How I totally get it. So, but because Holly gives me the hot, the side eye when I say I, I'm very comfortable with calling the police. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just messing with you. Oh, but I'm, I'm very comfortable. You, I'm very comfortable with calling the police anytime I see anything that's out of the ordinary or you know any, you know, I, I'm comfortable with that. However, um, a lot of people in our community you know, align that with being a snitch. And I even some people that were in the community that I was in um, a while back, um, they were uncomfortable and they were comfortable saying that they were uncomfortable calling law enforcement, even though they knew there was some drug activity among young people in their community. So how do you get over, how do you communicate to people to kind of get over that stigma of calling law enforcement? Yeah, and that's a very good point. Uh, you know, people feel that they're they're they're, they're reprisal. Number one, mm-hmm. if if the person or persons that you're calling on finds out that you call, they they, they feel that the person will retaliate. Particularly with when you're talking about drugs, drug dealers, mm-hmm. uh, guys hanging on the corner slinging dope, and all this kind of stuff. The fear of reprisal there, uh, or fear of being labeled as a snitch or whatever. But here's the here's the ironic thing: the people who's affected by that don't really do anything until it hits their home. Mm-hmm. Then they want everybody to talk, they want <laughs> everybody to cooperate uh, to help them uh, receive justice so that they can get closure. And unfortunately, in in the black community, that's prevalent. They don't want to get involved. They rather just say, "Hey, if it's not directly affecting me, then I'll turn my I'll turn my back on it. I'll turn my back on it." But see, you can you can contact police in various ways now that you remain anonymous. Nobody nobody will know who called. They may suspect who called, but they don't know who called uh, because when you when you call the police and they ask, "Well, give me your name and your number," you don't have to give that. To but them. but Ken, Ken, before. Why? Before we go to break, I got one last question for you. We're winding up the, the top of the hour. Uh, okay. Ken, uh, how concerned is the Jacksonville authorities and the uh, Department of Justice, FBI, in that area, which is a significant high crime region of the state, Jacksonville? How concerned mm-hmm. are they uh, about retaliation to they're a community? To a community, right. They're, they're very concerned. They mentioned that during the joint press conference when you had all those things mentioned mm-hmm. uh, during the, the, the joint press conference. So as you can imagine, at every roll call, uh, they're placing all officers, officer officers on high alert mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to be just just to be uh, present, mm-hmm. be vigilant in these communities, look for signs. They're, they're encouraging uh, parents, as was brought up earlier, mm-hmm. to, to get involved with the children and call the police if they suspect that their child is acting abnormal, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, on certain things. So these law enforcement agencies here in Jacksonville, the, the FBI, the local law enforcement, DOJ, they're all very concerned about that because there was an incident just at, at a mall yesterday mm-hmm. where uh, people shot at each other, and, and initially, the initial thought was, oh, gosh, this retaliation, mm-hmm. attack shooting, whatever. But it was it was an argument mm-hmm. where they exchanged gunfire. Nobody was hurt. Nobody was struck or anything like that. So, I mean, they had officers there. Oh. In second. Oh, Ken, so they're very 
very aware. Thank you so much. Ken Jefferson, uh, News for Jacks in Jacksonville. We thank you for your service to that community, 20-plus years in law enforcement. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Ken. Ken, thank you so much, man. I owe you one. You're very welcome. I'm going to hold you to it. All right. Thanks so much. Look, we're going to head to break. and we come back, we're going to continue the conversation. Feel free to join us. Head over to the App Store. Download the Florida Man Radio app. Drop us an open mic. We'll be back in a moment. Smiles are powerful. They spread joy, laughter, and hope. But not everyone gets a fair chance at a smile. Every three minutes, a baby is born with a cleft, making it difficult to talk, hear, eat, and even breathe. In America, most children with clefts receive immediate care, but others around the world may never have access to the surgery they need to thrive. Smile Train is changing that. As the world's largest cleft charity, our sustainable model has sponsored more than 1.5 million smiles. We offer training and financial support to local medical professionals so they can provide life-changing surgery and other essential services at no cost to families. It's more than to see these children, to hear the difference that we make. And for me, being born with a cleft open palate, knowing what they went through, is so life-changing for me. Help us change the world one smile at a time. To learn more, visit smiletrain.org slash learn. As a veteran, you get a lot of advice. But wisdom's harder to come by. A lot of people imagine themselves in our shoes without understanding the weight on our shoulders. The truth is, few can understand the pressure of finding your own way after serving in the military. But few isn't none. You've got support. You can't control the chaos, but you can chart your way through it. Steady yourself. MakeTheConnection.net WFYY HD3 Windermere WXUS HD3 W266DY Tonellan WZLB Valparaiso Florida Man Radio Back to the Don Miller Show On Florida Man Radio I saw your daughter at the house at 1030 Are we live? Yes, we are. Oh, wow. We just talking. Uh, that was real good. Yeah, we need to start filming in between uh, breaks. <laughs> you don't want to see what we're doing here. Like. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Welcome good back to the Don Miller Show, where we listen, laugh, and Where's learn. Where's the love? Good stuff today. Are we listening? Yeah. Okay. Breaking it down. <laughs> Bringing it all down. All right. Listen, give us a call. 321-339-1055. I think we got a couple of open mics. Listen, we love your open mics. We want to hear your thoughts. Um, engage in this conversation. Leave us a 30-second talk. Go ahead. Here we go. <laughs> Let's all not forget there's a certain portion of people that are just completely crazy, like, out there. A certain portion? Yeah. We totally <laughs> and that's very true. That's very true. Allocated amount. Very true. Okay. Very true. One more. Hey, Mr. Miller. Sorry about that. I couldn't get the gun to stop. What I was trying to say is, first of all, there's no bad kids, only bad parents. The parents need to be held 100% accountable for the toxic relationship they had in their family. But the other thing is, gun safety uh, and good stewardship 
is a learned behavior from grandpas to dads to sons. That's why it's important to keep funding, not only in some of the schools, but in the after school programs that help teach kids that don't have that opportunity. Okay, I thanks agree. so much, Johnson, man. I know you're up there toting around pigs and cows, but I appreciate <laughs> oh, wow. you, man. And that meat was, oof. I had a Johnson I can't wait steak. To have oh, some. You keep bragging about it. We're going to do something later in the week. We're going to swing by. And he barbecues every Saturday. That's right what at the I location. heard. Y'all so far away from me. That uh, has to be a field trip but, for but me. They, but no, I'm so glad he. He mentioned the parents because that was the only thing that I disagree with uh-huh. with our guests mm-hmm. about the parents, you know, not really having any involvement. Because remember, in the press conference, they mentioned that he texted his father and told him to go into his room. And in his room, he left a last will and testament, which I, I don't know a whole lot. Manifesto. But there was two things. There was his manifesto and the last will and testament. So that means he was still living at the house. So you cannot. And his door wasn't locked. Right. And so you cannot. Thank you. Thank you. door wasn't locked. If you live at my house and And your door ain't locked, it's highly likely I'm going in your room snooping all day when you're not there. That's what parents do. It's your house. So you cannot convince me. I don't care. I don't care who you are. You cannot convince me that you don't know your child and know how they're going to respond to things. My mom has super. Powers, yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure so she out. Could, she could tell everything you're she doing. Knew that. She no, knew but I, again, I, I think what Jonathan just said. Uh, there are there's some there's some signs. I don't care. Absolutely. I don't care who you are as a parent. You know there's signs, and I think so often. You know, this is not about guns. Okay, this is about hate. And Absolutely. I don't want to have a gun conversation about this. Right? The guns were purchased legally. Okay. His heart was flawed. Okay, mm. and I think he probably had some other stuff going on. But this is, this is we we can't play the gun game on this one, guys. The guns were purchased legally. This guy had hate in his heart, Absolutely. and you can't legislate somebody's heart. Yeah. But what we can do is continue to be vigilant and pay attention. I live totally and by pray for his soul. I ain't praying for his soul. You can go ahead and handle that. Yeah, we're no, I'm talking about before. Okay. Oh, before. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. You, you, you know, but but I I contend and I live by this and I get laughed at oftentimes because I believe that they I've been called paranoid. Okay, I've been called paranoid for having a, two guns by the bed. I've been called paranoid for having a gun in the bathroom. I couldn't imagine gun done with a gun. What? So if something happened. What? You better ask D'Amico <laughs> Payne. Listen to me. Oh. No, I've been called paranoid, and I can tell you, call me what you want. We are living in a time where there's some fools. He, he went through yeah. a season where he was just on me about getting a gun and going to the the gun range, and D'Amico, 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 and I'm like, ah. <laughs> no, but but I, I just believe, you know, had there there been somebody in that in that family dollar that was armed and trained that would have changed the game. If you fire back, it could have. It, it, it could have in a lot of ways. Don. If you fire back at this fool, he's gonna panic. But then again, if you're not really that good with your gun, yeah. you now you armed and trained. Yeah, now you in the line of fire and you like, dang, I thought I just. Stay back in, huddled up. I wouldn't have got shot because I shot at him. Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Hey, guys. It's Todd in Daytona. Hey, Todd. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about the mental health aspect of this and mm-hmm. other shootings like this that occurred. What happened was absolutely terrible. Um, but people call for either gun control or mental health help. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very hard to get. I, in order to see a counselor, I have insurance. I have decent insurance. But in order to see a counselor, no one would take my insurance in my area. 
Mm. I have to pay out of pocket. Wow. And then my counselor thinks I might have ADHD. My primary care won't write for it. So I had to spend three hours last week calling psychologists to get an appointment. One Mm. didn't call back. Another one's not taking new patients. The other one's only taking patients that have established medication for med checks. One said I should call my insurance company to get a provider list of doctors taking new patients. That took 45 minutes on the phone. They said they'd email a list. It never showed up. But Todd, 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 you you see what you're saying here? You're seeking help. You follow me? And he's an adult. And you're an adult, right? A full-grown adult. And and, and the problem is the people who aren't seeking help, the people who not even, and the people who are around these people who know they need help, Todd, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I was at a ho- I was at a horrible accident 15 years ago, hit by a drunk driver, mm-hmm. and this gentleman had a history of mental health, and his father was retired sheriff's deputy, mm-hmm. and he was still out driving. Yeah, yeah. Again, see something, say something. I don't care if they live in your house. You thank you so much, yeah, Todd. Thank you so much. We yeah. hope things work out for you, man. We appreciate you calling. You, you know, it, it oh, go- I have faith. Yes, sir. I have faith. Thank you, thank you, my friend. God bless you. Uh, again, uh, parenting. Vigilance, okay, because you, I'm telling you, there are a lot of people out here who aren't well. And, again, when you talk about all of this, there is a mental health element that nobody seems to want to talk about. In First of all, in most of these mass shootings, the person's sick in the head, okay? They're totally sick in the head. They're, they're messed up, right? But, again, I, I understand that there are people out here who are messed up. Mm-hmm. But you got to protect yourself and your family. So if you sick in the head and you run up on me, then that's going to change the game. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not concerned about your mental state if you run up on me. That's the last thing on my mind. So people need to understand. We need to realize that we're in a different time. It is an unsafe time. And we just need to be prepared to see this type of stuff continuing. Um, and, 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 hey, you know, you could go to the store and there are people telling me, well, you know, you can't just, it's going to happen. What's going to happen is going to happen. Eh, I don't know about all that. What's going to happen probably is going to happen. But I tell you what, it's going to go out and I'm going out in the blaze. Okay. <laughs> I'm shooting back. Okay. And I can oh tell you goodness. a lot of my friends. I would film that. <laughs> okay. All right. You can go to the range with me. You want to go to the range with me? I'll go, I'm, I'm shooting back. Uh, let's head to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the Don Miller show. What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Hey, Don, this is uh, Coach Packer. How are you? Hey, Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Listen, you know, um, I used to be an executive director in the United Way system for a lot of years. And uh, first of all, I- I'd like to extend, uh, you know, the condolences to every family that was affected by what happened in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in saying that, uh, I can probably tell you, you know, you focused a little bit on the parents. I can tell you uh, from my personal experience as an exec that the way the laws are written today, most parents who go through a situation with a young person who threatens violence um, are scared to death of that kid. Absolutely. Okay, and mm-hmm. don't and don't have anywhere to turn the way the laws are written because they really can't Baker Act the the kid anymore without the kid's consent, mm. uh, which creates even more problems. But, okay, that being said, um, you know, the laws are... What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean they can't Baker Act the kid without they, the kid's consent? Yeah, explain you that. Can't, you, can't, you can't Baker Act 
people anymore without their consent to go and be bakers. They say, no, I don't, I don't want to be it. You can't do it. The, the whole purpose of Baker law? Acting, the law, the whole uh, law in Baker Acting is... Is that an amendment is, to the law? I, I've no. never heard that. Well, you, you go look it up, okay? Uh-huh. You can't, you can't, that's one of the reasons they got rid of all of the psychiatric things, because you can't place people there. If they don't want to go, you can't make them, okay? So, so there's hmm. nothing, and if you're a parent and you're trying to get help and you can't commit that child, well, the minute you try to do so, that child has resentment, and you're scared to death of that child. Matter of fact, you're hoping the government comes and takes him out of your house. You know what? But and you, you Coach, Coach, you are 100% right about that. I know a lot of parents who are currently being held hostage by messed up kids. And the parents Absolutely. are afraid. The parents are afraid. Uh, I I know one example in 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 Mississippi in the last two years, where a father blew the son's brains out because he said he would rather go to jail than have this son continue to terrorize his mother and his siblings. And, no and and the father killed yeah. the son. You got to catch him young. Yes, yeah. the stomach yeah, or the, the throat. The other thing, I, the other two things, I quickly, and then I'll let you guys get back to the show because it's a great show. You know, we get we get caught up in this hate situation because this kid happened to be Caucasian, and the people shot were African American. Right? But the fact of the matter is, every time someone shot in this country, it's a thing of hate. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't care who's involved. No matter what race, and the other side, right? That's right. And the other side, so we got to get away from from that. The and category we, we, we put it in race racial denomination when it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because nobody is talking. Nobody is talking. We're all talking about what happened in Jacksonville. Let me ask you a question. In the last two weeks in Chicago. I just talked to Holly about it. People were, how many people were shot and how many were killed? Mm-hmm. Let me give you the statistics. 64 people <laughs> shot, 10 people killed in Chicago. We don't hear a peep out of that. I just, were they not killed by hate? And, mm-hmm. and the ages of those kids killed in Chicago, an 18-year-old. A, a 16-year-old, a 19-year-old, two 14-year-olds, okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody talk about those kids. Right. But, 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 what, but, 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 but Coach, listen to me, sir, and you're 100% right. Driving here today, Holly and I had this conversation, correct? Yeah. And I, I think it doesn't sell anymore. You follow me? And, and that's the challenge. Well, if it doesn't sell anymore, Don, it doesn't sell anymore, Don, okay, then we better start telling corporate businesses like where this just happened you better start hiring armed security and put them at the door you, you, okay otherwise you're going to get 15 people in there with guns and you're going to have a wild west shootout absolutely okay? absolutely no question right? about the it the only reason this kid the only reason this kid didn't open up at edward waters wasn't because that he decided not to it was because he probably knew that walking around with all those people other people probably had guns he went to this store, saw five people in there, said, what's the chance of those five people opened up? Absolutely. Him, if, that- I'm correct, if I'm correct in the story, the first person he shot was outside in the parking lot. Coach, you are. Let, let me just say something, Coach. What you are saying is a conversation that we have among ourselves all the time. Uh, in, in, in Chicago to date, there are 55 murders 262 shot. 
right, in Chicago to date. This is August. Mm-hmm. Just month. This yeah. month we're in, right? Just a month. And mm-hmm. Just yeah. for the month, just right? And and yeah. and yeah. overwhelmingly, these are happening in areas just like the area in Jacksonville where this clown went, right? And so, so hate, hate is hate. Yeah, As you guys know, Chicago has some of the most stringent gun laws in the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but but again, thank you so much, Coach. We appreciate you calling us. Hey, uh, no let's go. Always good talking to you guys. Thank you so much. Let's head back to the phone lines. Hey, you're on the Don Miller Show. Where are you calling us from? What's your name? Sounds like a pretty. Hey, my name... Go ahead. Can you hear us? My name is uh, Jay. I'm calling. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I'm Jay, and I'm calling from the panhandle. Okay. Um, your last caller, he's kind of right, he's kind of wrong as far as they correct. I know that. I'm getting messages from the person who runs a facility here in Orlando. Go ahead. But um, that's true. If a person don't show signs and don't like you need to be Baker Act, mm-hmm. you can say, no, I don't want to be voluntary Baker Act. But you can also, if you have a proof enough, you can go get a judge's order and get a handbar check. Absolutely. People are taking... And that's a judge's, and people, that's a judge's order. People are Baker Acted against their will every day. Uh, <coughs> second... I'm from Chicago. Yep. Born and raised there. And me, I moved here. Me too. My, my, my city is my city is hopeless. Me too. I agree with so you. They change a whole bunch of stuff. As far as gun control, uh, guns. I mean, you can do all the gun control you want, but you don't get people with, who have firearms that have common sense. It's, it's going to be a lost call. You can give them all the training you want, but that common sense has to come into play. Damn, Thank you so much, my friend. That's beyond common sense. That's just <laughs> pure evil. I know you know, I might not like calling it evil, but it's it's evil, and evil doesn't know any skin color. It doesn't know gender. E- evil can come in all shapes, sizes, skin colors, cultures. It doesn't matter. You know, you have to hate evil, period. Whether it shows up in your community and it looks like you, or if it shows up outside your community and it doesn't like you, or if it shows up in your community and it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. We have to call it what it is. Let's listen to some of these open mics. Here we go with the video game excuse when it's been proven multiple times that video games do not lead to mass shootings. I mean, look at other countries that have big gaming communities. There's no mass shootings in Japan. Uh, South Korea has a big uh, gaming industry. Come on, guys. What are your gun laws? Do you think Adolf Hitler was sitting there uh, playing video games before he invaded Poland? He must be a gamer. I don't think so. Thank you so much, caller. I mean, open mic. Go back. Hey, guys. It's Ray Ray. Hope everybody's well. That's why I carry 24-7. I've been carrying since I was 25 years old, licensed by the state. And I shop at Dollar General. (laughs) The only thing to protect you from a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. No doubt about it. Love you guys. Bye. Wow. Okay. People don't want to go to jail, but they're required to go if that's what the situation calls for. And the fact that they need permission to Baker Act somebody is telling me that there's no such thing as Baker Act anymore. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, let me let me just get to this real quick. Okay. Um, there's also been data, my friend, on the uh, open mic. Uh, if you go look at the history of many of these young mass shooters, 
they there is a total correlation with them all being gamers. Okay, many of them, overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying that gaming is it's what's driving them, but when you have a game that rewards you for killing a cop or stabbing somebody or shooting somebody. I just don't understand where that comes from. And many of the gamers are saying, look, they are banning things every day. They are canceling things every day. If I say the wrong thing on this microphone, rest assured they're coming after me, right? I just believe that when when there's a game available to buy and a 10-year-old can get it, who may already be dealing with some issues, that he can go on the game and kill people and get points. And and he can all you have to do is click off the screen and your life comes back. The key the key point you just said is if you're already dealing with some issues. If the sponge itself is bad, it doesn't matter what you're taking in. You could be it could be gaming, it could be you know, regular programming that just has a lot of violence. You can watch 300, you know, the movie 300 all the time, which is full of violence and blood. If you just committed to watching that movie every day, 24 hours a day, that's it's still programming. And if there's something wrong with your sponge, your brain, your mind, and you're constantly consuming that type of content, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. So at the end of the day, yes, it, it's, it, it boils down to the person and what's going on in their own psyche. Let's head back to the phone lines. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling us from? Hi, this is uh, Stephen from up in the Panhandle. Uh, how are you all doing today? Hey, Stephen, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. Appreciate you asking. I was just uh, calling in regards to with uh, you saying earlier that there's no legislation behind games. Now, to be fair, in the early 90s, whenever you had, say, Mortal Kombat, when it got into its popularity, uh, very over-the-top violence, blood, gore, that kind of thing, there was an organization made called the ESRB. Mm-hmm. That was made in regards to give games a rating system. You have, like, E for everyone, T mm-hmm. for teen, M for mature, mm-hmm. and uh, one another rating that's never used, AO, adults only. How, so my point being, if uh, Mother goes and gets uh, little Timmy, Grand Theft Auto, that is a game that is under the immature rating. That is 18-year-old or higher. Right. So if she goes and gets her 10-year-old son a mature game, that's not so much the fault of the game. That's more of a fault of the parent. Mm-hmm. That being said, you could argue the game, you know, they get in the simulation, they get rewarded for this, that, and the other for acts of violence. However, if you go on cable television, there's also the same sense that you can pull up a movie, and although they are heavily edited, you still have characters going around in gunfights, and you have mild gore and stuff like that. So I can't, in my eyes, can't fully put the blame on that. I get where you're coming from, but there are some things put in line that if not adhered to, then that's more the fault of the parent. But but you, you're 100% right, and we already, again, we've been talking about parenting, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, uh, I know that the legislation uh, that came forth years ago to rate these games exists. Uh, but again, it falls back on parents. I just don't believe a ten-year-old kid should be playing some of these games. But again, you're right. There's some there's some rating systems. I'm very familiar with them. Uh, I remember when my ten-year-old wanted GT, GTA, and uh-huh. I bought it, not knowing, and only until I sat there on the couch and watched him play it is when I was like, oh, whoa, 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 right? 
So I totally agree with you. It goes back to parenting as most of the stuff we've been having a conversation about. In life, that's pretty much what it comes down to because there's laws in place to not kill people. And we don't follow those. And that's one of the most extreme you could have is that you kill somebody, but they're not going to care about if it's an A rating or or an E rating for everyone or anything like that. And a lot of times these kids can get these games from friends. And and with gamers, you gamers know what your kid get, is yeah, dealing with. Gamers are are all ages, and so they can very easily get a a twenty one year old kid to go in and buy a, a used uh, game from someone that's supposedly not for a younger kid. But they're gamers together, so it's like, hey, I'll get you one. You know, it's it's too simple, and I'm not saying that it's this the main reason, but just like Demika said. That if you keep watching this and keep, because I know, you know, there's other things that people have addictions to that they watch and, and see all the time and end up doing things in those realms. I mean, you know, it, from from uh, from porn to to everything else, because it, it, if it your mind, is, if it your it mind is weak, you. Yeah. yeah, if your mind is weak or if you have it, if you don't have, what do I say, if you don't have a life, if you don't have a life and can, you know, can balance things to be able to say, okay, yeah, you played GTA today, but then you went and read your Bible last night. Kind of give you a balance. I ain't saying that, you know, but that's kind of extreme, but I'm saying, but it gives you some sort of a balance because you're reading information that's going to help you. You're also doing whatever it is you're doing with the games. Uh, we, we got, we're going to head back. Uh, uh, let me just say this. I want to, I want to touch on something. Uh, uh, a few minutes ago, the conversation was about crime and mm -hmm. uh, hate and in Chicago and the numbers. And, and thank you so much, callers. Uh, that who mentioned that right mm -hmm. when you look at certain communities right people look at these communities before they engage chicago has some of the most stringent gun laws in the history of this country yep uh, a few years ago Demika and i interviewed a gentleman mr otis mcdonald uh, mr mcdonald was a retired maintenance engineer who lived on the south side of Chicago and got tired of the drug dealers and the gangbangers that had taken over his community and the fact that the city of Chicago said you cannot even own a gun in your house. And Mr. McDonald sued the city of Chicago, and this went to the, the United States Supreme Court. If you want to go read McDonald versus city of Chicago, the Supreme Court overthrew uh, that you could not have a gun in your home because people were getting terrorized in right. Chicago. Chicago had the toughest. You got caught with a gun in Chicago, it was a wrap for you. And again, many of these cities with these high gun crime scenarios, i.e. Chicago, Jacksonville, and, and many of these other urban communities, they have stringent laws. Uh, let's head back to uh, the phone line. Oh, let's go to break. You listen to the Don Miller Show <laughs> on Florida Man Radio. We'll be right back. Get your 30 seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man Radio app now and click on the open mic button. For all the guys that turn into a 13-year-old horned-up boy when they hear Kate's voice, um, listen up, fellas. I have an aunt that's about 260 pounds, and she sounds like a chainsaw when she talks normal, but when she gets on the phone, she sounds like a damn supermodel. Why does everybody want me to be fat and ugly? No. All I can say is T-Levels at 1,400, boys. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. I'm William Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled when I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. And when they come home. I had just come home from serving over in Germany. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later. I was paralyzed. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed for the rest of my life. I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait, and the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. 
Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America, because they've kept their promise to never leave a fallen soldier behind. A roof over the heads, accessible homes and cars, jobs, benefits. PVA has brought me back to life. Show them their sacrifice hasn't been in vain. Go to pva.org to learn how you can make a difference. Every year, Steve Faircal climbs the stairs of the John Hancock Center in Chicago, 94 floors to the top. It's called the hustle up the Hancock. It's hard to believe when you watch Steve today that a few years ago, his lungs were failing and he was fighting to survive. For eight hours a day, someone was pounding on my chest to try and keep my lungs clear. I honestly don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received the gift of life, a double lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. After I got my new lungs, I started doing things that I had never been able to do. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. Steve climbs to honor his donor and to raise awareness for organ, eye, and tissue donation. Wouldn't you like that when you left this beautiful planet, that you could save a few lives on your way out? It's an incredible gift. Imagine what you could make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources, and Services Administration. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm LaToya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Don Miller Show. Breaking news has taken over this show, but it's been really good. Thank you so much for calling in and joining this conversation. 321-339-1055. I know we got several open mics that are, in, are on the bench waiting to get in the game. So we're going to go over to that right now. That was my point, Don, is that people are still getting Baker acted every day because they need to be Baker acted. If people go into jail, they break the law, they go to jail. <laughs> Good point. Absolutely. 100%. Go ahead. That's just the policies we have set in place. Some people need jail. Some people need mental help. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Liberal Larry's at it again. <laughs> I think he should run for president. He's got the answers for everything. And all of us are stupid. Yeah, he could be president of these nuts. <laughs> I think when it comes to guns and gun owners in this country, we need to be more responsible about when and where we conceal 
um, and we need to have the mindset that um, we should conceal whenever and wherever uh, we can. Um, I'm a mom and I have a infant with me. My daughter, or my um, husband has gone for work a lot, so I have the mindset that I need to have my gun with me wherever and whenever um, in case something happens because I may be the only one with a gun that can stop it. Absolutely. And that's from a young lady. That's very good. At least to he me. was also a registered Republican, so I guess you could blame Republicans for it as much as you could blame video games. See how stupid that sounds? Maybe you should do a little research. You've been dumb a long time. I don't know who that is calling in, but you've been dumb a long time. Or you could be with a Republican. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, just, mm. Okay, we got another one? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't say that now, but you said that. No, but, but the point is, <laughs> nobody's blaming video games. Yeah. I have just noticed, and many of us, I play video games, okay? But many of us have noticed that there's been a correlation with a lot of the young kids who are dealing with other issues and how they get. And you see how you just took that. You see how you just took that one piece and, and ran and down the street. You ran down the road <laughs> okay, yeah, because yeah. we also mentioned that it also depends on the person's psyche, what you're okay. dealing and with. Guess what? And I'm a registered Republican as well. Thank you. you uh, let me just say something. Uh, I got something I want to. everything in context, guys. It, it, that's hard to do. Uh, I just want to say this to Holly. I saw a story, Holly, mm-hmm. and I thought about me and you, man. Uh, the federal government, they got a guy who's the alcohol czar, George Cobb. Is the alcohol czar for the Biden administration? He's the director of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, and they're starting to talk about cracking down on how many drinks you can have a week. And I'm really a concerned week? about this. It's yeah. for a week, not a for week, a day. A week. They are talking about cracking down on how many no, drinks. No wonder you said just you and you and Don. Currently, mean, currently okay. the federal you don't feel like yeah. I currently the federal dietary guidelines yeah, advise. <laughs> currently, the federal dietary guidelines advise no more than two drinks per day for adult men, one drink per day for adult women. Revising that down from two drinks per week would be a dramatic shift. <laughs> they want to bring it down this. two drinks a week. Okay, to say the least. That's okay? going in that chip, the chip they're going to put in your yeah, wrist. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Let me just say something. Um, two drinks a week, I would move out the country. I would have to. <laughs> I, I would have to. Uh, Holly, two I, drinks a week. When they say two drinks, do they mean, I mean, is it based on the alcohol content? So that means you can't have with two is beers. Is that two eight-ounce Two beers, yeah. Is that two is that beers in a week? Is uh, uh, two shots in a week? I just want to know why we got an alcohol czar. Why do we need a dude who's studying how much we drink? Why? Knowing that he got a bar at the house. <laughs> I, l- let me just say something. You know, we got to be worrying about you know the wrong thing. Other stuff we could addressing. be focused on, Holly. Listen, how about our dollar? Right. I'm still worried about that. The dollar falling off. But we're worried about who can consume. Listen to me. This is nonsense. And this goes back to why people think that the whole thing is an absolute joke. If you you want to get me mad, two things, my gun and my drinks. Okay. (laughs) Now, I don't carry the gun when I'm having the drinks, but I'm going to keep the gun closed while I'm having the drinks. He's supposed to. (laughs) But you ain't get my wine. Can you imagine if they tell me I can have two glasses of wine a week? Mm. Well, I'm going to live. Right. Mm. Especially the people got, man, come on, man. The level of pressure. And like I said again, how are you you going to measure that? Listen to me. How are you going to measure First of that? all, who came up with the federal dietary guidelines that advise no more than two drinks per day <laughs> for a grown-ass man? 
Huh? And so one drink for a woman. Next thing you know, it's going to be like you can only have two cigarettes every every two days. No, they already banned. The Biden administration didn't ban menthol cigarettes. Say it's going to save the lives of black people. Okay? <laughs> we got to save them Negroes. Uh, I said it today. So First time today I said Negro, right? Yeah, that is. We got to save right, the Negroes, Don, man. Them damn Newport. <laughs> them Newports. Them Newports yep. are yeah, killing the Negro Pots. community. Them Newports. Not guns. Yeah. Okay? But Newports. Not all the new cigars we smoke in. But Newports. <laughs> Newport. Okay, and now they don't want us to have drinks. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, over my cold dead hands, will you <laughs> take my wine away? Okay, they're gonna be like, man, Don died with the whole glass in his hand. <laughs> Just put me in the casket with the glass in my hand. Oh, the and fact, the gun in your other hand. And the gun, a gun in the glass. Sit me up in the casket. Keep I want to go out like well, in Chicago. And Let's head back and listen <laughs> to some open mics. Hi, good morning, guys. This is Chris from Crestview. First off, I just want to thank you. You guys are amazing. I love your show. Uh, just wanted to change the subject real quick and, and give thanks to Mr. Bob Barker for giving us all those great years of The Price is Right. And in true Price is Right fashion, uh, in the end, he got as close as he could to 100 without going over. Thank you, Bob Barker. <laughs> thank oh, you so much, funny. man. And I'm, I really... That wasn't funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, Holly, 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 Come on down. He just got the grand prize. Just got the Man, grand prize. Man, you are the next contestant on yeah. The Price is Right, right? Oh, wow. Okay, do you the famous sounds from Do you price remember, right? though, The Price is Right? That was a really good show. Man, it's still, but but you know what they got? Like, Drew Carey, is, he, he, oh, can't, he can't follow Bob Barker. Bob was smooth. You know, Bob, you knew Bob was hollering at some of his models, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, but you could tell, I mean, we know that Drew Carey can't holler at nobody. <laughs> if he is, it's going to be because he got money. Bob was smooth. Yeah. Bob suits fit right. Remember how Bob had the long microphone? Mm -hmm. You know, that was all that little stuff right there was smooth. But see, I remember Bob Barker from back in the old school days when he was uh, the host of a show called Truth or Consequences. Mm -hmm. And that was one of my favorite shows way back. And that was when TV was black and white. But but think about this, right? <laughs> I knew a lady. This one, I knew a lady. Oh I, I knew a lady who lived in my neighborhood. Uh, Miss Dennis, and she went on The Price is Right, and mm -hmm. we watched the show, mm. and we realized, get this, this is amazing, and anybody remember me from back then would know the story. Miss Dennis lived on the corner, in the corner house, and she and her husband and her daughter, uh, Kim, they went to California, and they somehow ended up being on The Price is Right. And she won a bunch of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But never, we never saw the car she won. She probably idiot. took the money payout. You no, get, no, no. Happened? Listen, they wanted you to pay taxes. Yeah, you had to pay taxes <laughs> before on that you stuff. get the stuff. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's why I also, that's why I say take the cash amount and then they can pull it out of that. Yeah, but, the but you get only part of it. You know, yeah, you it's don't like get, the lottery. Yeah, it's a, it, first of all, it was a scam. Sounds like right. Uh, you don't want two boats yeah. and a and a Buick. <laughs>
Remember back, like, back in the day. Two boats in a Buick. Yeah, yeah, but they remember all the companies used to advertise on that mm-hmm. show. You know, they'd be, oh, you want a Maytag. You want a, a this and that. Now you get on, they say, well, hey, you can bend on this washing machine and dryer. Don't even tell you the name because <laughs> it's it, generic. It's a Sankyo. Yeah, yeah. Sankyo. Yeah. Okay, some, I remember we had a Sankyo TV. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was, no, no. S-A-N-K-Y-O. Sankyo. Oh, wow. Okay. You don't remember Sankyo? I don't remember okay, that one. Google that on your smart. That was an actual TV. My mama went and got us a Sankyo. It's a reason we haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but I'll never forget. Everybody's like, Miss Dennis won all. Never saw the Buick. She won a Buick LeSabre. I'll oh, never wow. forget this. And she was still riding the bus well, when she came back home because somehow they had to just kind of, they had to pay the taxes on. They couldn't come back with wow. the stuff. You know, and how she was going to get the Buick back to Chicago from California. Yeah, they pay yeah. the taxes. Her on best it. bet would have been to go get a loan for the, to pay the taxes and then sell the cars and everything while yeah. she's out there. Yeah, go, go over to Bob Johnson yeah. Buick. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's listen to this open mic. Pay no attention to that communist so-called liberal Larry. He's just a troll. <laughs> All he does is call in on the open mics. He doesn't have the guts or the intelligence to call and debate someone on the telephone and call the station. So, uh, you know, he's that little yappy dog. <laughs> we want to encourage, we want to encourage uh, uh, liberal Larry. To no, just, I don't. We want to encourage him <laughs> to just get his life in order. Sometimes people just be going through something. Y'all, see, we, yeah. I'm not going to sit here on this radio and know that Larry is going through something. Hey, you got that song that they were singing in my church this weekend? You got that song? I want to. You, st- you, yeah, yeah, you still got it? He's looking for it right okay, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, you know, they were singing a song in church this weekend, and I was so touched by this song. If you can find it, I want to dedicate this song. I'm touched that Dom was in church. For Liberal Larry. For Liberal Larry. This song, is, I want to play. You don't have it? Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. But I, I got a song for Liberal call Larry. call and tell on him. Yeah, yeah, they better. You know that. Wait, wait. They shut Uh-huh. <laughs> no, nah, that ain't the song. Walk with me, Lord. No, nah, she yeah, was singing about. Walk with me, Lord. He need that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can get away. She 